0: Welcome to en Route to Wealth, a show where those who haven't always been included in the finance world lean in and have open money conversations. We talk about building wealth so that we can live our dream lives, support our family by breaking generational patterns and creating generational wealth, and use our money to do good in the world. When good people have money, good things happen. We believe everyone has their own unique definition of what wealth means to them, and it's based on each person's dreams, desires, and values. Achieving true wealth is a holistic process that goes beyond just making money and incorporates nurturing your mindset and relationship to money and elevating the energy that you feel around your money. I'm your host, Chrissy Runzer. I'm so happy you're here, my love. Now let's press play on the episode. It's about time women get rich. Yes, us women earning more, investing more, and having more wealth. For many of us, our conditioning has us believing that being rich is a bad thing. If you're rich, you're greedy or selfish or taking away from someone else who needs it more Or maybe if you had money, you don't trust yourself to manage it or to keep it. And that's all a bunch of BS, and we'll talk about that more later on in the episode. But I'd like to start with talking about the current state of women and wealth. And I'd also like to dive into the differences between white women and women of color. So I'm going to touch on a couple of topics to really outline the current state of women and wealth. The first is the income gap. The second is the wealth gap. And the third is the giving gap. So first one, the income gap. So you may have heard about the gender pay gap, and essentially the gender pay gap is the spread between how much money men earn versus how much money women earn. And I'm going to share some statistics that I got from various articles, and I'll put the link to those in the show notes. Uh, but these next couple of stats are from an article from Elevest. and it's talking about the difference between how much women earn versus how much men earn on average, and so for, the, for every dollar a man earns, 86 cents are earned for Asian women. Women overall earn 82 cents. White women earn 75 cents. Black women earn 61 cents. Native women earn 58 cents. And Latina women earn 52 cents. We also don't have any reliable stats According to this article, around non-binary people's pay gaps. So um, this is, you know, more gender specific. Uh, whereas I would venture that gender non-conforming or non-binary folks, you know, also experience a pay gap to a man as well. Um, but essentially, yeah, you know, we're earning less. And the article talks about a couple of reasons why this could be. One is that women are leaving the workforce, even temporarily, to care for children. And this was really highlighted, you know, I'm recording this episode still as we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. This was really highlighted during COVID because with more children being home for school or doing school virtually, you know, women were the majority of the parents who Left their job to, you know, support the children being at home. Uh, Another reason is that women don't get raises as often as men. Women aren't promoted as often. You know, you'll see that in statistics around female CEOs and managers and directors and board members. And also, women spend a lot more time doing unpaid labor. Unpaid labor being things like household tasks, and child care, child-related tasks, right? Um, This was a big conversation that I had with my husband, Drew, earlier this year was around household labor and how not only is that something that takes time, but it's also something that takes space mentally, emotionally. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am constantly... Trying to keep track of 50 million things, you know, what do we need for groceries and what needs to be ordered on Amazon and, you know, what do I have to pack for this weekend away or, you know, whatever it is. There's a million things that are being managed for the household. And we just had a real conversation about that and really kind of talked about what all those things were. And after that conversation, I've had a lot more help. So I would encourage you, if you're taking on the majority of the household labor, you know, talk to your partner about that and share what all is being done and how it not only takes time, but it also takes a lot of energy and mental space and ask for help and and hopefully your partners open and receptive to that because that's really been a game changer in my household over the last year or so is you know now Drew uses the Amazon app like he didn't even know the password and you know I'm, we're ordering a lot of stuff online now being in in covid still um but like he'll he'll go in and he'll order stuff for the household and he'll pay attention to when you know, we're out of dish soap or we need trash bags. Whereas before, you know, what seems like little things, but really adds up to a lot. So kind of a side rant there on unpaid labor, but just really an encouragement to really think about all the things that you're doing that your partner's doing. And if, if it's feeling unbalanced, ask for help, right? And same thing with, with kids. We have a daughter, but that hasn't necessarily been an issue for us. We are pretty 50-50 with, you know, child care tasks and um, stuff for her. So that's been good for us. But same thing goes there. And then a couple of other stats from the Vest article. This is related to, to business and venture capital funds. So venture capital is essentially when a business is looking to raise money they go out to these venture capitalists and they they ask for funds. They ask for an investment, right? You can kind of think about like Shark Tank a little bit. Um, and so in 2019, women received 2.7% of all venture capital funds. And since 2009, black women received 0.0006% of venture capital funds, that's less than 1%. That's less than half a percent. That's less than a quarter percent. That's three zeros before the six, 0.0006%, right? So that's very telling. And then in terms of businesses, Amex put out a, a really great study, which I'll, again, link all of these articles and resources in the show notes if you're a data enthusiast and you want to to check them out. But uh, this is around, you know, women-owned businesses. So the average revenue of all women-owned firms in 2019 was $142,000. So, you know, most women on average, you know, are in that six-figure range, if you will. Um, But we're not in the seven-figure range, right? All companies, so this includes, you know, men, women, all companies, were 474000 So that's, you know, more than double the average women-owned firm revenue. And then when you look at white women, the average revenue was 218000 and when you look at minority owned businesses the average revenue was 65,000 so big discrepancies there not only between women and men but also between white women and minority owned businesses and also in 2019 while 42% of firms were owned by women you know 51% or more was owned by a woman so, you know, coming up on half, 42%, but of the total revenue generated by businesses, it was only 4.2% of revenue. So we definitely, you know, have some some ground to, to make up for in terms of the revenue. Um, and, you know, why? Probably. It didn't go into reasons in the article, but I would venture it has a lot to do with systemic forms of oppression and systemic racism and just the the patriarchal society that we live in and how the systems in our country are set up for men and particularly white men to thrive and for other groups, you know, not so much. So the stats are very telling and, and, and I see opportunity too. You know, I, I think this gap can be closed and, and this is a, a big motivator too for why women need to get rich because, you know, and we'll, I'll get into this more, but, you know, women controlling wealth is a good thing. Okay, so that's the gender pay gap and, and earnings, right? So we're seeing that men are earning more than women. White women are earning more than women of color. Now, how about the gender wealth gap? Wealth is a little bit different than income in that wealth is really about how much you're investing and your net worth. So, net worth is a calculation it's your assets minus your debt. So, assets are things like bank accounts, investments, property, and debt is things like mortgage, car loan, student loan. So, if you add up all the different things you own and then you subtract all the things you owe, you get your net worth, and according to a Washington post article, women own thirty two cents to a man's dollar in wealth, so if a man has an investment account of a hundred thousand, a woman's account would be thirty two thousand If a man had an investment account of a million, a woman's account would be three hundred and twenty thousand right thirty 32- two percent, 32 cents to the dollar. So, you know, we need to be investing more and and growing our wealth as well. And that's a big part of my mission as a financial planner is to help more women become millionaires. You know, not only whether it's your first million or your second or your third, right? Really building that wealth and, and closing that gap, so we went over income gap. We went over wealth gap. Oh, more on wealth gap, actually. I wanted to talk a little bit about the gap between white families and families of color. So the Federal Reserve did a study and showed that the average white family has a net worth of 983000 compared to the average black family who has a net worth of 142,000 and then finally they look at hispanic net worth on average being 165,000 so you can see the discrepancies between white families and families of color you yeah. know and then they provide A lot of great reasons in the article as well as to why that might be. One is inheritances, you know, generational wealth. You know, white families are more likely to inherit money from a parent or a relative. Another reason is gifts. So, different from inheritances, gifts is money that you receive. You know, during the lifetime of uh, someone giving money to you while they're alive, whereas inheritances are when that person passes and they leave money behind for you. Another reason is paying for kids' education, right? Parents having the resources to fund the education for their children. So their children are leaving school without student loans and not having a student loan payment is huge. That gives you more opportunity to start saving and investing earlier or to buy property, right? Like that's huge. That really makes a difference. Um, and really it, it represents a legacy of discrimination in unequal housing, education, and job opportunities, right? Just the, these systems of oppression, these systems of racism that have been in our country um, and created inequities across, you know, again, housing, education, jobs, and more. And then the, the last reason they mentioned is participation in retirement plans, right? You're, you're more likely to see a white person participating in a retirement plan and that's an asset that really helps build wealth. So that's the the wealth gap. All right, so we talked about income gap, we talked about wealth gap. Now for the giving gap. So there's a really great study, it's from 2010, so a little bit dated, I'll have to see if there's anything more up to date, but it's essentially showing that women are more likely to give than men. And it really breaks down between different income levels, how likely women are to give versus how likely men are to give. So if you earn $23,000 or less, and you're female, the chances of you giving are 35%, compared to a male's chances of giving are 27.5%. So women in the $23,000 or less income range are 28% more likely to give than men. Women who are making between 23000 and 43000 are 32% more likely to give. If you're a female in that income range, sixty percent of the time, sixty percent of those women give compared to forty five percent of those men. Then looking at the next income bracket, they look at forty three thousand to sixty seven thousand in earnings. As a female, seventy six percent give as a male fifty one percent give. So women are forty nine percent more likely to give than men in that income bracket. Then they look at 67000 to 103000 A woman in that income bracket is 81% likely to give compared to a male who is 57% likely to give. So women there are 43% more likely to give. And then finally, they look at women earning over 103000 95% of those women are likely to give compared to 75% of men in that income bracket for a discrepancy of 26%. So I know I just threw a lot of stats out there, but essentially the data shows that women are like more likely to give. So that's the income gap, the wealth gap, and the giving gap. So why do women need to get rich? Well, as I just mentioned, women give more. It's proven that women are going to invest more in their communities, in children, in helping others. We can use our money to make change in the world. We can change these patriarchal systems of oppression by putting our money towards causes that matter and that can begin to shift the paradigm. Another reason is we can be an example of a woman who has wealth to other women. You know, how many women have you seen growing up that really exemplified wealth? There probably weren't a ton of examples. And so, you know, we can be that example to somebody in the next generation to show another woman that it's possible because you did it. I think another great reason is that it gives us more choices and opportunities to live out our values. I believe that money is an expression of our values and that money flows in accordance with the things that we value. And so having more money allows us to live a life more aligned with our values because it gives us more opportunity and more choice. And not to say that you can't live a values aligned life with, without as much wealth. But, you know, again, it just gives more opportunities, more choices to, to do that. Right? Like I have a value of health and wellness. And so having more money allows me to invest into myself at a greater level, into my health and into my wellness. And hire other women who are coaches and therapists and healers, right, to help me live a healthier life. Another reason is we can take stuff off our plate. (laughs) We were talking a little bit about household labor in the beginning of the episode, right? We can hire a cleaning service. We can hire a personal chef. These are two things that I really would value getting off my plate. And I have definitely outsourced some of the meal prep. Um, And soon to be, once COVID's done, I'm hiring a cleaning service. It's happening. (laughs) But, you know, really taking stuff off our plate not only gives opportunities to others who are working in those fields, but it also frees us up to focus on our work, to focus on our families, to live more aligned with our values. I know cleaning is not a value for me, although I do love a clean house. I don't want to do it. Um, so that's another reason or another thing that, that wealth and, and becoming rich can, can do for you you know, we can invest in our health and wellness. I talked a little bit about how that was a value of mine. Um, and I think that's super important because, you know, just being female or being a woman of color or person of color or LGBTQ in this world, you know, we have received a lot of negative messages and have been told that we're not good enough for our whole lives. And so, I don't know, maybe just me, but that's really—I've—I I've believed that, you know, and and I've struggled with depression and I've struggled with anxiety, um, you know, just feeling not good enough, and um, the way that's just shown up in my life, I've wanted to and needed to invest in in health and wellness, so I think that's a big one. We can also provide more for our families. We talked about paying for kids' education. Imagine providing an education for your kids or, you know, that vacation that you never got to take growing up or maybe it's investing in, you know, an amazing experience for them or, you know, whatever it is, a trust fund right? Like leaving money behind, you know, helping them with a down payment one day, paying for part of their wedding, whatever it is, you know, we can provide more for our families and to make it a little bit easier for the next generation. And also, you know, you can get bougie with it, right? You can get a little fancy. You can fly first class or purchase the nice set of pots and pans for your kitchen or, you know, buy a nice article of clothing or, you know, whatever makes you kind of feel good and fancy and um, just, it's a vibe, I guess, right? Like, you, you know, you can get bougie with it. You can enjoy that money. There's nothing wrong with living a lifestyle that is a little bit more elevated, And most importantly, we can end this white supremacist, patriarchal, homophobic society that we live in. We can make space for everyone to grow and to thrive. And you're not taking away from other people when you get rich. In fact, that money being in your hands allows you to redistribute that wealth or to put it towards causes that you believe in, right? To make the change that you want to see in the world. And it's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of us getting more wealth and putting it into the right places. But we can do it. And we can teach our daughters and our children to to do it as well and to continue the work that that has been going on and that we can continue as well. And that's why it's my vision to help 100 women become millionaires so that we can not only live a life aligned with our values and have opportunities and choices and be healthy and travel and and do all these amazing things, have time with our family, get stuff off our plate, have a support team around us. But we can also put our money towards the things that we believe in. The causes that are going to help shift this paradigm that we're in and create a world that is more equitable and more filled with love and just provides space for all human beings to live a happy life and not have the stress of money on their plate. So, that is why I think women need to get rich. I would love to hear if you have any other reasons or thoughts around this topic. You can head over to my Instagram at OnRouteFinancial. Send me a message. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you have another reason that you think money, women need to get rich. I would love to hear it. You are worthy of all your desires, my friend. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, this content is for educational and informational purposes only and is not financial, legal, or tax advice. If you loved this episode, please rate and review the show so we can reach more people and create more millionaires together. Connect with me on Instagram. My handle is at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y, underscore, Runzer, R-U-N-Z-E-R, And DM me with your thoughts and questions. Until next time, my love.